part three of gettysburg national military park pennsylvania by frederick tilburg this librivox recording is in the public domain part three the second day preliminary movements and plans the small college town of gettysburg with twenty four hundred residents at the time of the battle lay in the heart of a fertile country surrounded by broad acres of crops and pastures substantial houses of industrious pennsylvania farmers dotted the countryside south of the town and hardly more than a musket shot from the houses on the outer edge cemetery hill rose somewhat abruptly from the lower ground extending southward from the hill for nearly two miles was a long roll of land called cemetery ridge at its southern extremity a sharp incline terminated in the wooded crest of little round top and a half mile beyond was the sugar-loaf peak of big round top the highest point in the vicinity of gettysburg paralleling cemetery ridge at an average distance of two-thirds of a mile to the west lay seminary ridge which derived its name from the lutheran seminary that stood upon its crest a half mile west of gettysburg in eighteen sixty three ten roads radiated from gettysburg the one leading to emmitsburg extending diagonally across the valley between seminary and cemetery ridges by noon of july two the powerful forces of meade and lee were at hand and a battle on a tremendous scale was imminent that part of the union line extending from cemetery hill to little round top was strongly held late in the afternoon sickles commanding the third corps which lay north of little round top sent burden's sharpshooters and some of the men of the third maine regiment forward from the emmitsburg road to pitzer's woods a half mile to the west as they reached the woods a strong confederate force fired upon them and they hurriedly retired to inform their commander to sickles the extension of the confederate line southward meant that his left flank was endangered he at once began moving forward to the advantageous high ground at the peach orchard and by three thirty p m his battle-front extended from devil's den northwestward to the orchard and northward on the emmitsburg road in this forward movement the strong position on the crest of little round top was left unoccupied this was the situation when meade finally turned his attention from his right flank at culp's hill and spangler's spring the cause of his great concern throughout the forenoon to review sickler's line lee planned to attack despite the advice of longstreet who continually urged defensive battle on july two longstreet recommended that lee swing around the union left at little round top select a good position and await attack lee observed that while the union position was strong if held in sufficient numbers to utilize the advantage of interior lines it presented grave difficulties to a weak defending force a secure lodgment on the shank of the hook might render it possible to sever the union army and to deal with each unit separately not all of meade's force had reached the field and lee thought he had the opportunity of destroying his adversary in the process of concentration 
he resolved to send longstreet against the federal left flank which he believed was then on lower cemetery ridge while ewell was to storm cemetery hill and culp's hill longstreet attacks on the right in the execution of this plan longstreet was ordered to take position across the emmitsburg road and to attack what was thought to be the left flank of the union line on cemetery ridge from his encampment on the chambersburg road three miles west of gettysburg he started toward his objective using hair ridge to conceal the movement from union signalmen on little round top after marching to black horse tavern on the fairfield road he realized that his troops were in sight of the signal unit and at once began retracing his course employing the trees on seminary ridge as a screen he marched southward again in willoughby run valley arriving in position on the emmitsburg road about three thirty p m immediately in front and only seven hundred yards away longstreet saw sickles batteries lined up in the peach orchard and on the emmitsburg road colonel e p alexander commanding a battalion of longstreet's artillery opened with full force against the union guns longstreet could observe in the distance that little round top was unoccupied law's alabama troops were directed at once to take the hill and robertson's texans were instructed to join in the charge warren saves little round top general g k warren meade's chief of engineers having assisted sickles in placing his line now rode to the crest of little round top and found the hill the key to the union position unoccupied except by a signal station warren was informed by the signalmen that they believed confederate troops lay concealed on the wooded ridge a mile to the west smith's new york battery emplaced at devil's den immediately was ordered to fire a shot into these woods the missile crashing through the trees caused a sudden stir of the confederates which by the gleam of the reflected sunlight on their bayonets revealed their long lines outflanking the position warren realized longstreet would strike first at little round top and he observed too the difficulty of shifting sickles position from devil's den to the hill at this moment warren noticed the approach of union troops from the north and rode to meet them they were vincent's and weed's brigades leading sykes corps from reserve position to the front intercepting these troops warren rushed them to little round top law's alabama troops were starting to scale the south slope of the hill when vincent's men rushed to the attack weed's brigade following closely drove over the crest and engaged robertson's texans on the west slope the arrival of hazlitt's battery on the summit of the hill is thus described by an eye-witness the passage of the six guns through the roadless woods and amongst the rocks was marvellous under ordinary circumstances it would have been considered an impossible feat but the eagerness of the men brought them without delay to the very summit where they went immediately into battle a desperate hand-to-hand -hand struggle ensued weed and hazlitt were killed and vincent was mortally wounded all young soldiers of great promise the struggle at little round top now became stalemated and longstreet directed his entire line to attack 
the confederate drive was taken up in turn by the brigades of benning anderson kershaw semmes barksdale wolford wilcox perry and wright against the divisions of burney and humphreys in the wheat field the peach orchard and along the emmisburg road four hours of desperate fighting broke the peach orchard salient an angle in the union line which was struck from the south and the west it left the wheat field strewn with dead and wounded and the base of little round top a shambles sickles men had been driven back and longstreet was now in possession of the west slope of big round top of devil's den and the peach orchard little round top that commanding landmark from which longstreet had hoped to shell the union lines on cemetery ridge and cemetery hill still remained in union possession culp's hill in the confederate plan ewell on the left was directed to attack cemetery hill and culp's hill in conjunction with longstreet's drive at the appointed time the guns of latimer's battalion on benner's hill east of gettysburg opened a well-directed fire against the union positions on east cemetery hill and culp's hill but the return fire soon shattered many of latimer's batteries and forced the remnants to retire out of range in the final moments of this action the youthful major latimer was mortally wounded about dusk long after the artillery fire had ceased early's infantry started a charge toward east cemetery hill seldom if ever surpassed in its dash and desperation early's assault reached the crest of the hill where the defenders as a last resort in the hand-to-hand -hand encounter used clubbed muskets stones and rammers long after dark the louisiana tigers and their comrades in possession of the crest of the hill fought to hold their gain and their captured guns the failure of rhodes to move out of the streets of gettysburg and to attack the hill from the west enabled hancock to shift some of his men to aid in repelling early's attacks faced by these union reserves early's men finally gave way about ten o'clock and sullenly retired to their lines the union troops stood firm closely timed with early's assault of east cemetery hill johnson's division charged the union works on culp's hill failing to make headway because of the steep incline and the strength of the union positions johnson fell back across rock creek and started an attack on the southern slope of the hill here the union works were thinly manned an hour earlier the divisions of geary and rugger had been called from those works to the aid of the sickles line at the peach orchard johnson finding the works weakly defended took possession of them but did not press the attack farther only a few hundred yards away on the baltimore pike lay the union supply trains the failure of confederate reconnaissance here again was critically important thus passed another opportunity to strike a hard blow at the union army end of part three